episode number 66, Talking Camaro 6. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, just sitting here in the, with a power out in here the at dark. Radio South, but battery power will do the trick. That's great. You know, all we need is LTE and battery, right? And you can get off the yeah. grid. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to go <laughs> off the grid. That's it. We're going off the grid. <laughs> but one thing I do know is that we've got a bang up show, a burn ass hot rod show. <laughs> burn ass. Burn ass hot rod. Yeah. Um. So I tell you what, there's there's been some cool Camaro stuff going on, and I know we've got a ton of voicemails and even some emails to catch up on too. Yeah, so this is gonna be a this is gonna be a great show. Um, just we're gonna be talking everything Camaro six, and then also we've got all those voicemails. So there's questions coming in and yep. voicemail or uh, emails too. Yep. So we're glad you're joining us. Let's get into it. I think the biggest news that's heh, legit anyway <laughs> is we got the exclusive. And on a ZL1 non camouflage, a, a Camaro 6 ZL1 non camouflage spotted in the wild. Yeah, this is what was called a pre CTF car. Um, spotted on the road here in Michigan. One of our listeners uh, sent this to us and we shared it out. And uh, I think it's the first time we've seen it in this color. And I, I believe the color is garnet red or red garnet. It looks it, good. It looks it definitely really looks good. good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, I can't wait to see it in more colors. I mean, uh, Al's driving a black one right now um, for his car. And uh, so we've seen the black one. We've seen the the red one. Uh, was able to see that one again at Camaro Superfest this week. And there's the convertible. It's like a lighter, it's like a blue, but a lighter blue. And that's the one they showed in New York. So I'm looking forward to see um, the whole gamut of colors it's gonna mm-hmm. look really really good that grill man that front grill oh, it looks like a eat people it really can <laughs> you know i i the more i see this car the more i hear about it the more i want one the more i'm afraid of how much it's gonna cost i know i know oh just this it's gonna be an incredible incredible car and then um I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, this uh, came out a couple weeks ago. Um, Al was o- took one over to um, to Europe for the I think it's good, the Goodwood Festival or something like that. Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> and and they showed that the car is going to have a factory line lock built into it. We yeah we didn't talk about this. So they released a video uh, with Mark Royce driving it and stopping and doing a smoky burnout. <laughs> That John was Force style. awesome. So yeah, I don't know. Is is there any other factory cars that we know of that that's gonna that has a a line lock built in? Uh, maybe a, maybe a high end car. I but I, I can't think of like a Mustang or Charger, mm-hmm. Challenger, or anything like that. Didn't I? Th- I thought there was one at one time. Was there? I don't remember though. Let me see here. Factory line lock. Mustang had one. Really? 2015 Ford Mustang GT has one. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind then. So, standard line lock as part of the track apps. I don't oh. know what that means. Okay, well, that's cool. Yep. 
2015, 2016. So, okay. Mm. Yeah. And, of course, there's an article from 2014 that says, How the 2015 Ford Mustang Line Lock Will and Won't Void Your Warranty. Oh, okay. Whatever. So, hopefully the same thing will be with uh, the Camaro ZL1. How it I, will not void your warranty. I keep thinking about this car. I keep thinking about how awesome it's going to be for... It's going to be the all-purpose, destroy-them-all Camaro. Yeah. Like, you can drag race it, you can road race it, you can... You can go crazy with it. Again, the price is just going to scare the crap out of me. I think I, I, I hope that I, I hope that the high prices and the low sales figures—that's our assumption. Yeah. That they're related will make them take a step back and say, okay, we need to maybe take the margin down on the ZL1 a little bit. Otherwise, we won't sell hardly any of them. Right. Which makes it easier for guys like me that want one super duper ass <laughs> bad. Um, Man. the other thing I'm worried about is that it might be closer to a Z28 where it's such a purpose-built vehicle that it won't be a good daily driver like the 5th gen ZL1. I don't think you're going to have a problem with that because the uh the new ZL1 is going to have a lot of the creature comforts of the uh the Camaro unlike the Z28. Um Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. And I got to tell you, I sat in it and and it's a comfortable car. Um it's got the new Recaros in it that uh, really hug you pretty good. So if you're a bigger person, um, it really squeezes you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, speaking of road racing and such, so <laughs> remember how we said that the ZL1 spotted in the wild was legit news? Yeah. We have some not-so-legit news as well regarding the new ZL1 coming out. Yeah, I saw this <laughs> this week, and... I don't know how to start this. Okay, everything. Let's that guy just say, said is <laughs> yeah, I need to put that on the on the iPad here. Um, there was a, a report um, out this week that uh, the new uh, Nurburgring times have been released for the the new sixth generation ZL1, and it comes in at seven twenty three, which would put it, I guess, pretty darn quick. Uh, let's see uh, here. Look at. Let me look in the the Wikipedia article here, and that's something that we need to talk about. Let's see if it's still in there. Seven twenty three. No. Well, no. It's, it's not even in. A... It's not even in Wikipedia anymore. Yeah, that's because it's probably garbage. Yeah. I mean, so it's gone. Remember, Wikipedia can be edited by anybody. Yeah, exactly, and that's what we were going to get into. It said seven twenty three. Um, it's now gone from Wikipedia, uh, and it placed it just under. The McLaren, it was just ahead of the McLaren F1 XP4. All right. And, and didn't it put, put it like 10 seconds underneath the 5th Gen Z28 or something yes. like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's If that's legit, I, I, I'll I be very surprised. I'm sorry to say. I mean, if that's it's also, if that's the case, then hardly anybody's going to drive that car to its true potential. Yeah. I so, mean, you got to be the stig to do that. <laughs> So um, our friends over at Camaro News have po posted screenshots of when it was on Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> so it's there. Um, yeah, it says a, a time of 723.77, uh, but that was not confirmed by General Motors. And no. I don't think that. I don't think that I don't think it happened. If I recall correctly, something during the fifth generation ZL1 campaigning and testing and everything they released a video with proof something that the ford mustang camp has never done by the way 
that they have. They kept it quiet, probably out of, I don't know, embarrassment? I, I, I don't know. But I, I got to think that because anybody can edit Wikipedia, you know, I mean, go ahead and make it five minutes. Make it the fastest car ever in the in the history of mankind. Yeah. Because anybody really can. Right. So don't put too much. It's, it's cool to know that people are really wanting it to be that way, but whoever made that up got a lot of attention to their anonymity. Right. But, but let's wait for Chevrolet to release the official number. Yeah, because I'm sure when they announce the time for the new ZL1, which they're still tweaking. And Al told me they're going to be tweaking right up until the time they're ready to produce it. Um, I'm sure they will release it with a bang. And mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee that. So, yep. That's, that's, uh, that's the news on the Nürburgring front, I guess, or lack thereof. Yep. <laughs> yep. But going back to some good news. Yeah. Uh, last week we talked about Camaro Superfest. Yeah, we did quite a bit. And we said that uh, the attendance was way up there. Well, I guess the official numbers came out, right? Yeah, the official numbers came out um, when we were talking with uh, Barry, who's the organizer of the event. Um, he had uh, regist- over reg- a registration of over 500 cars, which was a, a record-breaking thing up until the point where the cars were actually coming in, but final numbers came in. There was over 700 cars there. So they smashed the record for for car, destroyed it. Um, So yeah, everybody who attended that and was part of that, that that was a really fun event. I didn't get to tell you guys last week. I completely forgot. I told you about all the events leading up to the actual Superfest, but Chevrolet did bring out some toys, uh, at Camaro Superfest, we got to see uh, the uh, the new ZL1 in person. We got to see the new 1LE in person, and I believe that was the very first public showing of the 1LE. Um, they brought out the Indy 500 pace car from the Indy 500 and uh, a 50th anniversary uh, convertible. And they had those uh, right in front, and people got to look at those and check them out. Couldn't get awesome. in, you couldn't get in and out of them, and they wouldn't lift the hoods either. Because uh, it's probably all cobbled up. And, I don't know. You know, shunt in trunk and, and all <laughs> yeah. that or something like that. Good old days. Yeah. So uh, so what I did. Else so event, yeah, oh, yeah what's ahead. up? I was going to say, here's something else events related that's, again, not so good news. I don't think we've talked about this. Um, BBOMG this year is canceled. Yep. We we touched on that last week when we announced we? that yeah, when we announced the the 50th anniversary party and all the events surrounding uh, the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Unfortunately, it fell on the exact same weekend as BBOMG, um, which was going to be in New York. Um, the New York fifth gen guys are still doing their barbecue, still doing their thing. Um, just uh, BBOMG will not be there this year. Um, possibly next year. Go back possibly to uh, New York. So. Here's yeah, that the was, official that was, announcement on Facebook on the BBOMG page. Uh, to our beloved Camaro comrades, as much as we'd love to continue with our plans, BBOMG organizers have decided to cancel BBOMG 8 due to the date conflict, which has recently come up with Chevrolet's Camaro celebrations. New York 5th Gen is still planning on holding their annual charity barbecue event, and we encourage all to consider participating in it if Detroit is not for you. To those who will be going to Detroit that weekend, enjoy the celebrations and have a great time. So yeah. this is kind of a letdown. It Bummer. is, it is. But, you know, the New York 5th Gen gang, great group of guys oh, yeah. um, and gals, and they do um, 
this barbecue every year and they raise money for, I believe it's called the Dravitz Syndrome um, Foundation. Um, So that's their big fundraiser. And a lot of people come out for that and support that. So we definitely encourage anybody in that area or who can make that event, definitely go over there and check that out. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, hey, we got a lot of voicemails to catch up on, so we probably ought to dig into that before we start angering those who took the time to call in, and we thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had to hold off last week because we had a long show last week, so. That's right. Here we go. You got it. Hey, guys. Jonathan out in Old Japan, New Jersey. The Camaro 6th Gen, 0 to 60 in 3.9 seconds. It's track time when car and driver does a track test. I'm telling you, this Camaro SS for $37,000 or $40,000 is going to chew up and spit out the $90,000 Porsche 911. You know, people are bitching about 10% more of this cost on this car as compared to the previous gen. But, man, this thing is just smoking hot performance-wise. I mean, you know, it'll eat the Porsche alive and spit it out. BMW's Fanfare M2, M4 gets spit out. And you're talking about forty grand. Um, hey, cars rocking and rolling. GM's making cars and making money. They're not just churning them out for unit volume. So that it wins a sales race. It's the profit race. And 10% more for a car that performs as well as this one does. Definitely worth it. Um, I'm not digging that rear spoiler. But uh, that photograph of the 1LE where they blacked out the space in between the taillights in the back of the 6th gen with the 1LE spoiler looked pretty badass. It's a couple of details GM needs to change. Um, to make it a little better, but it's still great. And that's my opinion. And I'm not even a Camaro owner. I drive a Corvette. But uh, that new Camaro is very hot. Have a good one. Happy Independence Day. Jonathan Brown. Thank you, buddy. So he's he's bringing some per, some perspective to the pricing. 40000 for the for the performance, which is... I guess basically a ten percent um, markup on the last generation. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Again, it comes down to cost versus value. You get a tremendous amount of value for the cost, but the cost is up there in people's opinions. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know well, thank you for I mean, calling in, Jonathan Brown. <laughs> thanks. I don't. You know what, Jonathan sounds like the kind of guy. That if you owed somebody money, he was going to be the guy to come and collect it. Oh. With a script that only Quentin Tarantino could write. Well, he is from New Jersey. Man, I wonder if he knows Sal. Sal Zeno. Sal Zeno? Yeah. Because yeah. he kind of sound, sound sounds like him, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what if... Separated what, at you'd... birth? Wait, wait, no. You've never heard Sal Zeno and Jonathan Brown both call in at the same time. <laughs> All right, Great. Jonathan, thank you, as always, for the voicemail. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a hell of a car. I just think people are missing the value. They're just, I think they're just missing the performance and think they that are. it's not worth the extra cost to them. They are. They are. All right, you ready for the next one? You got it, punk. Yo, yo, yo. It's AJ, the resident Mustang guy. 
And uh, I want to uh, pick you guys' brains about something. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Chevrolet SSs a lot lately. And uh, first of all, I love those cars. Um, I think they are going to be a future collective. So uh, hopefully, uh, if my finance says the same, I want to own one of those cars probably in the next uh, five years, pick one up on the used market before people start realizing uh, how rare they are and how collectible they will be. But uh, seeing those cars have gotten me to start thinking about uh, niche market cars and uh, specialty vehicles. And uh, I've been looking at a lot of manufacturers, and it's been a lot of manufacturers have been going towards trucks a lot lately. And, uh, I mean, you got Ford with their Raptor and um, the EcoBoost F-150, especially the Raptor, which is a high-performance truck. And you got um, Dodge with their SRT line of vehicles, with the SRT Jeep, and then the upcoming um, Hellcat-powered uh, Jeep, uh, the Trailhawk. So I was thinking, um, I think Chevrolet needs an uh, entry into that uh, into that market. And uh, I know you guys are in contact with a lot of people at GM, and I know they listen. And uh, I think it's time for the Trailblazers is to make a comeback. You know, some may be based on the Colorado platform. You know, I think it's time for the Trailblazers to make a comeback. A compact kind of SUV, you know, with the LT1 in it. Or, you know, if you want to get crazy, LT4. And uh, that, that'll be a, uh, that'll definitely be a big seller, I believe. Especially with owners of current Trailblazer SSs and people who remember those trucks and want to get in on the uh, the craze of those trucks. And I know you guys own them, so if, if they were to come out with a new Trailblazer SS, would you guys buy one? You know, a whole new SS, same thing, all-wheel drive, maybe even a rear-wheel drive, you know, option like they had, but uh, probably primarily all-wheel drive, what you guys buy one. So, uh, yeah, pass that, pass that little tip in along, you know, because I think Chevrolet needs an entry into the uh, the little sport compact uh, SUV realm uh, of performance trucks. All right, guys, that's all. Talk to you later. Thanks for calling in, AJ. So he touches on something that we've kind of talked about um, in previous episodes. And um, do you think it's time for, for Chevrolet to come back with the, with the Trailblazer SS? I think there is a great market for it under a few circumstances. First of all, they're never going to call it the Trailblazer because the Trailblazer doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah they could always, bring it, they it, could always bring it back. The they, name. they could, but if, they're gonna, if they have the Colorado... I think they would very likely capitalize on the Blazer name. They bring that back. Okay. As a, as an SUV version of the Colorado. Same thing goes with the Jimmy, which I never understood the name Jimmy. I really didn't. <laughs> it's like, you know, the GMC Fred. <clears throat> I, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. Could they call it the Colorado X, the Colorado SS? If it's truck version, could they call it the Blazer SS or... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I kind of wonder if they're not having the same sort of dilemma, or if they're going to call it something else entirely. But how, regardless, I really think they need to do it because, uh, well, just because we've got a soft spot for Trailblazer SS. I think we made that pretty clear. Absolutely. I've also noticed that uh, they've spotted that new Jeep Grand Cherokee Hellhawk, Trackhawk, whatever <laughs> it is, um, in the wild, and um, but they're saying it's going to be upwards of eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. You know, seven hundred plus horsepower and yeah. all-wheel drive, and 
probably line lock and launch control and, uh, you know, massage table in the back. I don't know. <laughs> so if, if, if Chevrolet were to come out with a, I don't know, let's just call it Blazer SS just for kicks, um, and they priced it at forty forty five thousand, just like the Trailblazer SS was, wasn't it about that much? The Trailblazer SS? Yeah. Uh, the all-wheel drive, I think, came to about thirty eight. Okay, you know, was, and by today's standards, it was rather affordable. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, keep it in the forty thousand dollar area without all-wheel drive. Maybe tack on a couple grand for all-wheel drive. That's the one thing we don't need down here in Tennessee is all-wheel drive. No need for it. Oh, well, that's Unless cool. You want to launch like a son of a bitch, but yeah. um, I think they should do it. But we haven't heard any hints other than just us talking about it. I haven't heard any any rumors whatsoever. No. Yeah. I think I think there's a need for it. I think there's um, a market for it. Um, like Jonathan Brown said, you know, GM's there to make money, and if they find a, a case for it, why not? I don't know. I hope so. Yep. Well, thanks for calling in, AJ. We always appreciate your uh, your voicemails. You ready for the next one? You got it, punk. My name is Caleb. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and I have and I have a theory of like how come like <clears throat> how come Chrysler push the 707 horsepower out of those cars, but General Motors, won't be, wait, we got a Z01 that's coming out that's probably pushing 650, probably 650 pound-feet of torque, and not even, not even compared to the, <clears throat> sorry, I, ha- I have a code and stutter messing me up, but we clearly can, General Motors can clearly build stronger, lighter cars, heavier motors, to demolish the Hellcats, or at least be up there at the same horsepower value as the Hellcats. The Z28 coming out, what, next year, that's at least, it deserves to have at least pushing, at least close to 700 horsepower to compete with the Hellcats. Okay. Uh, I think his name was Kevin? Yeah. From from Detroit. So he's from my neck of the woods. So he, uh, he wants to know, I guess, basically why... Chevrolet doesn't compete with the Hellcat and put out a a 700 plus horsepower monster of a car. And I, and I kind of think we've we've touched on this in the past before. Well, especially with the 6th gen now, it's it's lost quite a bit of weight. Yep. It's increased horsepower, not significantly for the with the with the SS. So, it went from what like 425, now it's like 450, but it also lost a couple hundred pounds, which puts it in almost ZL1 territory from the 5th gen, which was right. pushing out 580 horse. Now, Ooh. now let's let's move up to the 6th gen ZL1. Now, when I was at the media event, they told us that it would be pushing at least 640 horse, 640 foot-pounds of torque, and a lighter, more nimble body. If you don't think that'll compete with the Hellcat... <laughs> Because that car is actually going to stick to the road, unlike a Hellcat, <laughs> which will sit <laughs> which <is> and spin. <laughs> all over the road, without question. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I think what he's talking about, though, people just shopping based on numbers. The, the high numbers. The, 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 yeah, the, the numbers in the brochure, right. not the numbers on the track. Yeah. Or, you know, so, oh, and, and, and people do that. People are like, well, wait a minute, you know, the Hellcat has... 707 horsepower this zl1 over here has you know 100 less but it costs more well i know what i'm getting because it's just you know i just want to drive it around yeah so 
I think that 707 um, is a great marketing number. I mean, if you if you if you ever watch YouTube and you see all those commercials before the videos, the Chrysler videos are awesome with uh, with the Hellcats because they do the car; it's just sitting there spinning, doing a burnout, and the smoke turns into, you know, the the rock on hand with the devil's horns. Yeah, um, that is that is marketing, man. It, it, it is finest, and it's great. And that seven oh seven. I mean, look at this week alone. July 7th, they were celebrating 707 Day for the Hellcat. Um, all marketing, pure genius. Um, and hats off to FCA. But that's only a number. That's right. Um, I think I think what it comes down to is if you don't count just pure marketing, the reason why Chevrolet doesn't compete with Chrysler, they don't have to in terms of horsepower numbers. Right. Nope. Performance numbers are something else. There's great no, voicemail, yeah, great topic, and yeah. new caller, right? Yeah, new caller. I think his name was Kevin, he said, and he was from Detroit. Uh, he, I don't know if he hung up at the end or got cut off at the end. but Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, gosh, we still have more to go. How much time do we got left? Lots. Let's see. Oh, boy. Well, let's, let's, well, do, let's do at least a, uh, another email or whatever we can get into. Yeah. I'm going to read the one from, let's see here. It's from Jim out in Arizona. Uh, he wrote and he says, hi, I'm Jim from Sedona, Arizona. I think he's he's contacted us before. Don't know if you might remember me, but I conveyed that I am a recent Camaro convert after having had three Mustangs, a BMW M3, etc. That included a 95 Cobra R. I asked if I could have Al Ops email to write him and tell him how much I love the car. I also conveyed that I was holding off on a new SS to buy a ZL1. You guys said that Al listens to the show, so he, would get my, so he would get my thoughts. Hope that's true with this email, too. Anyway, out came the sales figures for new Camaro for July, and it comes in dead last. I saw this on CarBuzz. People wrote in and said things that puzzled me. One group said they don't want the new car because it looks like it hasn't changed enough. Another group says it's changed too much, and now it's ugly. So... Which one is is it, people? Too changed? Not changed enough? Now, here we are talking about the looks of the car. I personally love the looks. Changed just enough and perfectly. But here's the kicker for me. The car is simply fantastic to drive, in my honest opinion. Way better than the new BMWs and way better than the last Gen 5 Camaro. Forget the new Mustang. No bash on the new Mustang. Nice car. I've driven it and all but it's no Camaro. The new Gen 6 is a game changer. While if a car is ugly, I'm not going to buy it. I can assure you, if it drives like a pile of you-know-what, that's even worse. CarBuzz said that they do not think that the cost is the reason for the slow sale of the Gen 6. I agree. I think it's that they are not giving the cars away to rentals. I live in a tourist town. Every fifth car... In town is a rented Mustang. People rent a Mustang convertible in Phoenix, then drive through Sedona on their way to the Grand Canyon. If I could give one little piece of advice to Al, it's not that enough people know about how great the Gen 6 is to drive. People, even some current Camaro owners, think the new Gen 6 is a spiffed up Gen 5, and it's not. Anyway, my two cents. I've become an addict of your crazy podcast. Keep up the good work. Later. What a great email by Jim. Definitely a great email. We kind of um we, we said the same thing. They're not um 
selling tons of these cars to the uh, all the rental car uh, places anymore. Uh, they're focusing on on us, the consumer, and um, I haven't really heard of anybody complaining about the lower sales numbers, really. So we keep talking about it because we're kind of confused because we're used to the the big numbers from the Gen Five. True, know. very yeah. true. Awesome. Well, thank you for that email, uh, Jim. We we definitely appreciate it. You guys can get your emails. You guys can get your voicemails in. And here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. I know we have one more email and three more voicemails, but due to the time yeah. constraint, we're going to have to cut that down. How about you read your email? We'll do one more voicemail, and uh, we'll save the next uh, for uh, next week. Sounds great. This one comes from Bob uh, from Lakewood Ranch, Florida. Bob, thanks for emailing us. Here's uh, he listens to the show uh, through iTunes. Nice. Which is uh, a question I'm going to leave everybody with. By the way, I've been thinking about this. Um, here's what's on his mind. He says, "Here's my take on the well-debated Camaro sales numbers and why I bought a sixth gen. I've owned a Z51, Z06, and G- GSC6." And a C7Z51 for the past five years. Hell of a stable he's got. Yeah. Two months ago, I traded the C7 for a 2016 2SS Camaro. So why do you ask? It made no sense to buy another C7 unless I was willing to step up to a Z06, which was a big check to write. I chose to get cash back from my dealer and enjoy the fresh new look and ride of a 6th gen Camaro. It is amazing how all the performance and technology from the Corvette transfers to the Camaro at a much lower price. Direct injection, 8-speed automatic transmission, stylish cockpit, and electronic gauges, just to name a few. There is a dramatic ride improvement with the Alpha platform chassis, and I actually enjoy sitting a little higher and easier for my 55-year-old body. I don't care if we only sell 5,000 units a month. Base V6 Mustangs are everywhere, including rental lots. I don't want cash on the hood because that only further accelerates my depreciation when I trade in in a year or two. This is a great-looking car, a great riding car, technology-advanced car with the same performance as my last Corvette. I'm really glad I took a change of pace and bought this new Camaro. If Chevy ever advertised this car, as the word of mouth spreads, I am sure the sales figures will start to climb. Interesting. Interesting. There's another person who thinks that, that the car needs to be advertised more about what it is. And... I I don't disagree with that. I th- I think that maybe it does. Yeah, maybe maybe people need to kind of get it. Yep. <sighs> hmm. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Uh, great great uh, email. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, Bob. Thanks for for emailing that in. Uh, let's go through and do another voicemail for our last one of the of the episode here. Hey, Chris. This is Tino from New York Fifth Gen. DJ Teaser. All right, went there with my family, and they hung out with you. Uh, we heard your podcast, and it was great. Great show. Uh, yeah, and I heard you mention, you know, my son with the golf ball. It's still going on. I think someone from uh, Eastern uh, Michigan Camaro Club called us, so somehow it might be taken care of. But I will keep you up to date and let you know how everything went, you know, as far as the golf ball incident. I want to thank you. If you could, you know, thank also uh, Jason Port for hanging out with us. I'm glad you had fun. Um, you know, th- thanks again for the shout out. My daughter, my two sons, they're happy. My wife is ecstatic, you know, that she got to meet you. And, you know, hopefully we could do it again at the 50th uh, uh, anniversary. All right. Hopefully we'll see you. I'm trying to make it. I know we have the uh, New York 15 barbecue going on, but we'll see if we make a quick run. All right. 
Thanks, Chris, and you take care of yourself, all right? Bye. New York 5th Gen in the house. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, wow. Tino. Yeah, great group of guys over there. Great, great, definitely. Great family. Um, love the New York 5th Gen guys. I, yep, we, we talk about them constantly because they really set the benchmark of what a Camaro club should be about. Exactly, exactly. Oh, man, heck of a show this week, man. Yeah, absolutely. I went from And we still have a couple more voicemails we got to get through next week. We so have, if we, we haven't two gotten more. to it, don't worry, we will. <laughs> we got two more. And we're going to have to keep them in the can here. until. But for, yeah. for the most part, everybody, keep uh, contacting us. Uh, if you want to get your voicemail, your email, just... Um, Head over to our website, CamaroShow.com. We've got a little form you can fill out there or or give us a call. And speaking of giving us a call, I, I'm i curious as to how people are listening to our show these days. Or not how. I mean, iTunes and we, you know, well, heck, you can listen to iTunes and on our website and the Google Play Store and Stitcher and you name it. Yeah. But I want to know where people are listening to the to, to this show. Do they listen to it when they're driving specifically? Or are you out in the garage streaming it when you're goofing around with your car? Or are you at work listening to it uh, through your headphones, through the website? Uh, just give us a call or even just shoot us an email and just tell us where you listen to the show. Yeah. What your, how your favorite – what are you doing when you're listening to the show? What's your favorite way to do it? That's what yeah. I want to know. Cool. We could get some interesting answers. Yep. Ought to be cool. <laughs> We just got, we, yes, we will be uh, uh, screening those calls just in case, you know. Uh, so, all right, all right. I think we got to get out of here. Yeah, let's do this. Let's get out, and we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe out there. Yep, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Say- thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.